Hello and welcome to Getting to Know the Garnet. I'm your host, Matt Judge. On this episode, I'm joined by Pat Gress, head coach of the Swarthmore men's lacrosse team since 1995. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining me today, Pat. Great to be here. Thanks, Matt. So you've been here for a long time. Can you talk about your 25 years here at Swarthmore College? Well, they've flown by for sure. Um, you know, the game and the college have, uh, you know, evolved and, and changed and it, it's kept things exciting, you know, to, to, to continue to, to grow with the college and, and grow with the department and grow with, you know, the game of lacrosse. And, and uh, if you never feel like you're, you're there, and that's the, 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 the fun part about coaching is you're, you're always kind of, to a certain extent, playing catch up and trying to grow and, you know, and, and develop with, with things. And our, and our department is, you know, completely different than it was 25 years ago and, and all in good ways. Um, so that's been exciting in, in, in terms of the growth of, um, of, the, uh, of the department as a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned um, the game has completely been different. Over the last few months, Brandon Hodnett and I have been working on some historical projects with the entire department. And we saw pictures in the yearbooks. The equipment was different 10 years ago. How has the game completely changed? Well, I think, um, you know, when I first got here, about half the team played football or, or soccer. So that was, was different. You know, you only got the guys and, you know, when football or, or soccer was over. Um, so I think the, you know, playing a single sport is, is, is unique. The players expect to, to lift and run whenever they're not in season. Uh, on their own and and in the summer and stuff so that that sort of all year commitment I think is being ingrained in in the high school so to to a certain extent that's a lot easier now the players come in and, and they want to lift and they want to work out when we don't have um, official NCAA practices so that that's been a change I, I think it's it's um you know that's enhanced the game a little bit um you know when I first started the midfielders in particular you know many of them had dual roles or some of them had, 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 you know, three different roles, you know, some of them would face off and they play offense and defense. And then, you know, specialization, you know, especially with the face-off position, changed that a little bit, you know, and then the defensive midfielders specialized and the offensive midfielders, you try to get them off the field to the extent that you can. And, you know, with, with the shot clock coming in, uh, in the 2019 season, um, you know, you saw the midfielders all, you know, they want to play defense now so they can get in the transition game a bit more. So there, I think, you know, coaches are very aware of um, bringing in athletes and bringing in guys who can run. And, you know, and I was probably guilty of this bias when you were out recruiting a number of years ago and you'd see a guy who played only defense, you'd kind of, you know, you might not recruit him because you, you know, maybe you didn't have the offensive skill. And now you're, you're hyper aware of that player who can play defense and, and can run the field. And you're trying to bring in guys who can help you beat the shot clock, so to speak, and, and score in transition. So that's really been, you know, it used to be a sales pitch like, hey, you're a defensive midfielder you know, you're good, you know, switch over to that position for us and take one for the team. And, and now I think that's become a position that's really important. Coaches knew that before, 
but players weren't quite aware, quite as appreciative of, of that position, and they all wanted to play offense only and sub out. Um, it was kind of a bad thing if they didn't get subbed out and they were left in on defense. And I, I think that that change is really interesting and fun to see that that come back into the game, um, not just because of the shot clock, but that's certainly you're seeing more of that. And, you, and you're recruiting to that specification of bringing in guys who can, you know, be two-way two -way midfielders. We don't see the face-off guys playing in the field as much as we used to. That was – that was something that was kind of, you know, your best guys sometimes faced off for you too and, and stayed on the field. So that, that's been a change that, or that's been something that, that's been relatively unchanged, although they did change the rules to the specifics of the mechanics of the faceoff this year. So. Yeah. So it's an ever growing sport, constantly growing. Right. <laughs> so unfortunately the 2020 season ended abruptly. Um, you guys were off to a great start. Can you talk about what that experience was like from the first game until finding out what was happening with the 2020 season? Right. Um, you know, it was a, was a unique uh, season in, in, you know, in many ways, um, you know, the, the players, you know, got mad at me the year before because we didn't play enough tough non-conference games. I thought they were, the teams were, there were historically have been teams we had great, great uh, games with. But, so we, we added Stevens to the roster mm -hmm. or to the schedule. Um, they were our first game. And then we played, uh, we added Elizabeth town and, and kept a lot of the other games that were, were great games and teams that we'd love to play locally, like Widener and, and Arcadia. And, and uh, we didn't get to play Del Val, but they've given us good games too. And they'll, they'll remain on the schedule as long as they, uh, as long as they want to continue to play us. But, but adding those two games, early in the season um, was, was awesome. I think the players benefited from it, from it. The, you know, the, the guys were excited to, you know, to start talking about those early season games. Um, so we, you know, we opened up with, with, with Stevens and they're very good. Mm -hmm. They ride hard. They were, you know, it was almost like they had been practicing for, for several months with how, advanced their ride was so we you know we struggled a little bit there and, and their game you know they're they're you know they're they're a good team across the board so the, so that was a you know that was a, a game where we got a lot of you know good video you know afterwards to see what we could work on and and they pressure um so that was that was out of the gate was a really valuable game and and frankie uh, Dylan, our goalie, you know, was a, I think a nine four or nine five game or whatever. I think it was nine four, um, mainly because Frankie made like fifty saves. So he he really was, he, you know, he was in midseason form in that game. And and I think there were parts of the game where you saw glimmers of, okay, we can be okay, but we're not okay right now. After I think we only had, you know, whatever ten practices or something. Uh, then we played Widener. They're very good. Um, we got down, I think, 6 nothing, and then it ended up losing 11-9. But the guys showed uh, a lot of grit. Um, you know, they, they, they played all 60 minutes. So if you're going to open up with two losses, you want them to be games where there's a, comp a competitive level and growth. And, and we got both of those things. And, and then we won our next four. And and started to, you know, sort of gradually put things together. The guys, they love to practice. They practice hard. We don't have an, an issue ever with um, 
motivating. You know, they, they, the guys care about practice. They care about the details. So we just had to kind of say, just give us another week, give us another week, give us another week. Things will come together. And, um, and they did. The leadership, you know, is the guys care and, and, and our leaders cared. And they did a lot of work in the offseason, uh, lifting and running every morning of the week uh, with, with Coach Stu and, and bought into that. And, and so, that you know, they were – you know, you knew that um, we were going to get better. It was just how long and, you know, how many losses would pile up, you know, before that happened. Fortunately, it was just two. And then, we, you know, we, things started to come together a little bit more. And, and um, so we finished four and two. And then the spring break trip was weird. You know, there were rumors of the, the virus shutdown and so on. But um, you weren't sure when it was going to happen. Fortunately, we were able to travel and have that, you know, I guess it was three days in, in Virginia together. Um, so the guys were especially tight anyway. Uh, but I think that week was was pretty cool to, you know, to kind of finish your season um, or what we thought might be the end of the season together uh, in Virginia. And, um, you know, we were able to get, you know, all the seniors in that game, uh, which was, was great. Um, as everyone knows, it's Swarthmore is a, a really challenging place to to play because you have to do the schoolwork, mm-hmm. and, and the guys care about it, and they get you know they they get after it academically. They put their heart and soul into sort of all facets of of the of campus life, and you know to to be able to give you know to get the seniors a little bit of recognition that last game. Typically, it's the last home game but we were able to do that in Virginia just as a small way of acknowledging everything that they give, give mm-hmm. to the team. So that was pretty cool. And we were able to, you know, give some hugs, although we weren't probably sure of social distance at that time. We gave some hugs at the, at the end of that game and, and guys went home, not knowing that, but feeling like it might be the end. Mm-hmm. And then obviously things transpired and it was our, our last game. But, you know, if it had to end abruptly, you know, you, you'd want it to end together, you know, kind of on the road with a win and being able to say thank you. And, that, and we were able to do that. Like a, a, little, a little mini senior day with victory. Right. Yeah. yeah, a little mini senior day. You always want to thank the seniors. You understand that it's, it's um, you know, what they're getting is incredibly valuable, but they, they earn every bit of value that they get. And, um, you know, the coaches don't say it enough, but that last day, you want to say that. Like, hey, thank, thank you for everything. We were able to do that to a certain extent. Yeah, that's always important. So aside from coaching, you also teach physical education. Can you discuss what classes you teach? I teach um, tennis and, um, and fitness, fitness training. So, yeah, so all the coaches teach. It's, it's fun. You, you deal with um, students who aren't varsity athletes in many cases, so you get get a broader spectrum of the students, and it's it's just such a, a cool experience dealing with the non-athletes. They're awesome, you know. You get to get to know them a little bit, and they all have their own unique story, and it's a very low pressure environment. So you, you can kind of chat with them a little bit, and um, you, you see a different perspective on things. And what you realize is the you know the athletes and the non-athletes are are really similar in that they're engaged and they're super motivated and they're just awesome awesome people so yeah so the phys ed piece i think the coaches in general all love to do it i think it's it's um 
it's a valuable part of, of what we're doing. It keeps us engaged in sort of the, you know, the curriculum to a certain extent. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's something that I, I think is, is, is unique to, to what we're doing and, and the coaches enjoy, I certainly enjoy doing it. When I, when I first got here, it was, I'm not sure if they, you know, no one wanted to teach tennis, but they, they, I had never played tennis other than recreationally a handful of times. So, um, uh, Mike Mullen was a longtime tennis coach here, uh, for whatever reason, took me under his wing. And I actually took his class as a student, as a 27-year-old or 28-year-old student. And I, I took the class with him uh, that first semester. And I was a student in the class. It was, it was a little odd because I had gray hair at the time back then. So I, I stuck out a little bit. Also, I, I was horrible at tennis. So Mike taught me the ropes. And Okay. And then um, throughout the years, I've leaned on him in, in, a, in a number of different ways, but I've leaned on him to, to teach me the game a little bit. And then, um, you know, Jeremy Loomis, who's the women's tennis coach, Jason Box, who, who is the men's tennis coach now, are, are awesome resources. So I've leaned on the experts a ton and, and you know, and enough to at least get through a, a PE class and, and, and I've loved every, every, every minute of it. Yeah, so you definitely have learned from the best, Mike Mullen. Absolutely. And Alan, the Jeremy, and Jason. So absolutely, they're they're great. They're great teachers. You know, they, they, it isn't. I was a good player, you know, and they rely on that. They're they're teachers of the game, and and I I love love I love stealing from those guys. So you're you like to always go out and reach out to other people. Uh, you reach out to your alumni all the time. Like many other coaches, you have alumni events throughout the year. A lot of them engage with your current student athletes. Uh, can you discuss those events? Yeah, we do a couple of things. We have a fall alumni game, you know, so that's fun. We, you know, the, the, the alumni come back and they play against our current team. So it gives us a scrimmage in the fall. Um, so that's fun. The guys can engage from a competitive standpoint. Then we have, you know, a little gathering afterwards and, and some of the alumni stick around and talk. Um, we do something similar in the spring, uh, at our Haverford game, our Swarthmore alumni play the Haverford alumni in the morning before our game. And that's a great way to, you know, bridge that gap, you know, when for four years, the players, you know, there's, I would say animosity, but it's certainly a heightened sense of, of uh, competition for that game. I think everybody understands that Haverford guys are, are great and, you know, and they're, are, are just like our players, they care about the right things, but, but when you're competing, it's, it's hard to you know, to, to see through that lens. And um, so that alumni game is cool because they, they, they compete, but they're all old. They're all slow. They're, you know, <laughs> their, 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 their skills are diminishing. They're humble. Um, and they get, they have fun, you know, and they enjoy, they probably hang out and have a couple beers after and, and chat about whatever. Um, so that's, that's a neat thing for the guys to do in the spring. And then this year we had uh, two sort of networking uh, events. Uh, we had our alumni come back and speak to um, to the team, and I think we did that in November. And then we had the parents do a career networking event in the in the uh, in the spring after our Elizabethtown game. So those are different in the sense that you know they're networking um, and, and building contacts for careers, and they're just sort of digging into you know, the nuts and bolts of what parents and alumni are doing in their careers. And I think those are valuable, um, you know, 
full disclosure, one of our, our parents put those together. So those, those weren't my, you know, those weren't my doing. I, I was um, Mimi Drake. Um, she'll, she'll be mad at me for, for saying that, but she was the one that put those together and then let me take the credit. But she really did all the work behind the scenes and it, she really did a fantastic job. Our players benefited and I think the, the alumni and, and parents really enjoyed engaging there. But those were things that she put together and I was kind of just there and said yes. So, but they're really, really valuable and we plan to do those uh, in the future. That's always great to have the students and alumni meeting each other, but also the parents getting to know the current student athletes and being able to network with them. Absolutely. And so you mentioned how you learned the game of tennis. What is something fun that not everybody knows about you? I'm, I'm actually as boring as I seem to my, my players. I don't have a, you know, there aren't a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot of hobbies. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, lacrosse is, is a hobby. So, you know, as much as I enjoy, you know, being at work, I, I enjoy the game just as much when I'm at, at home. So I, I do a little, you know, watch, watch a lot of lacrosse because I, I just enjoy that. Um, just spend the time with my, my uh, family really is, is um, you know, as, as, as much as I can when I'm not doing lacrosse because lacrosse, as the same with your job, it's 24-7 sometimes. So to me, you know, it's kind of minimizing the other stuff, you know, so I don't have, don't have a ton of hobbies other than family. And, you know, um, I think my family doesn't appreciate how funny I am sometimes. I think I have an awesome sense of humor and, but um, they say my stories are repetitive and, and not as funny. So that might be something that uh, it's an unknown about me is, is how great my sense of humor is and how underappreciated it is in, in my own, own house. So, but yeah, just lacrosse spend the time with my family. I work around the house. I love, um, you know, fixing things or, you know, breaking things and, and, um, and, and um, losing my temper and, and then trying to fix things back up. That, that's, uh, you know, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy house projects, but uh, those are really n nothing super revealing to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. And it's, you, somebody has to fix something around the house. So right. Right. To you. Why, why not be me losing my temper and buying <laughs> unnecessary tools and, you know, so on. So. so before we finish up, is there anything you else you would like to say? No, I appreciate your time. I, I know your staff does an unbelievable job of promoting our, our great students and our, our great um, athletics department. And, and I certainly appreciate uh, you reaching out and, and spending some time with me. I, I um, certainly, um, certainly enjoy this opportunity and, and appreciate everything you're doing. Of course. Thank you very much, Pat. And it's great to always work alongside you. And it's a little bit different this time, virtual, instead of uh, just walking to each other's office. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Look forward right. to, to that time where we can uh, open the door and say hi. Yes. Thank you very much, Pat. And have a great day. Awesome. Thanks, Matt.